0: Hello and welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts.
1: Let's Let's get get into it. it.
0: Welcome to The Writing Forge. Uh, I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And today we have Mike with us. Um, Later on, we're going to have a a riveting debate about whether or not Writer's Block exists. But first, Mike, introduce yourself to our listeners. How did you get to where you are today in the writing world?
2: So my name is Mike Picard. I live in Highland Park, Illinois, a suburb north of Chicago. Um, I started writing in 1993, kind of by accident, when my daughter asked me to send her letters at camp. And rather than send her mundane stuff about what was going on in my life, I decided I would write something that was more interesting and maybe something into which I could embed some life lessons, uh, because that's (laughs) what dads do. Uh, And so I wrote her letters that all started with chapter one, chapter two, uh, about an alien who came to Earth and went to overnight camp. Her camp. And And uh, I did that for five years and I achieved critical mass. I could put that together, edited into my first novel, the Girfnick Chronicles. And once I had that book in my hand and I could see it and I could smell it and, and I could turn the pages, I was hooked. I, I needed to keep writing. So I've been writing ever since. Uh, and I took it full time about five years ago when I finished my second career.
1: Nice. It's everyone's goal, right? Well, maybe not everyone's, but that is, that is usually the goal is to be able (laughs) to take it full time. That's, that's awesome, Mike. So in all the years of your writing, have you encountered writer's block?
2: So my, my, my work history, uh, is technical stuff, software, computers systems, uh, buzzwords. And <laughs> and so I approach problems analytically. The, okay. but, but I want to be precise with some definitions. So if someone sits in front of a blank page on their screen, for me, that's not writer's block. Uh, I, I would call that an ideation problem. They don't have a story to tell. They haven't figured out what story to tell. That's a problem before you start writing. So I, I, I don't include that. Uh, okay. Uh, when, uh, when I've gotten to the point where I didn't know what to write next, I use the analytical side of my brain to try to figure it out. And what I realized was that it wasn't that I didn't know what to write it was that I was hesitating to make a decision about what to write. If if you're writing a story, uh, you know the story better than anybody, you're crafting it. Mm. And writing is making decisions, thousands of decisions, simple, uh, trivial ones and, and important ones. At any point in the story, if you hesitate, and you don't wanna make the decision that needs to be made, you might say to somebody who asks, well, I, I've got writer's block because you don't wanna tell them, I'm scared to make a decision. That doesn't come off well. Hmm. So at any point, there are a finite number, or hopefully finite number of, decision, of alternatives to the thing that you're writing, the circumstance that you're writing, And so, so go ahead.:
1: Oh, I was going to say, so just to like clarify, you don't think it's writer's block, you think it's uh, decision paralysis. Yes. OK. Uh, mis-
2: mislabeled so, as writer's block.:
1: Interesting. What do you think, Bonnie? Does was, writer's block exist?
0: <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't know. That That is an interesting question of how do we define writer's block. Um, I feel like you were saying, you know, the, um, the sitting down on a blank screen. But I feel like that can happen in the middle of a book, too, right? Um, y- you have a blank page, even though you're in the middle of a story. So you had the idea, but you still um, don't know where to go from there. I guess... So I guess um, maybe one of the things is you need to diagnose it and is the problem that you can't, that you're, you're, you're afraid of making a decision. Um, so how do you go about realizing that that's what your problem is? I, I don't know. I guess my thing, I think there are maybe a few different ways that that there is quote writer's block. I think that is one of them definitely of I don't know how what decision to make. I'm afraid of the decision.
2: And I, I know why uh, people would – hesitate to make the decision. I've been in that circumstance. Uh, In in the last novel, there was a a major decision I had to make and I recognized that it was gonna be critical and affect the next 10, 20,000 words. And I think that perhaps is the root cause for hesitating on the decision. If you make a decision and it's the wrong one, then you may spend intellectual effort and time uh, to craft 10 or 20,000 words that don't work. And in the worst case, you have to throw them away.
1: I I know that has stopped me a couple (laughs) of times, like cold in my tracks, because uh, in an earlier episode, we talked about how I was always the student who did one draft of everything and and I had to learn to rewrite and have had to learn to rewrite a lot. And so I know a lot of times if it feels like a wrong direction, I just don't want to, I just don't even want to take it because it's like, well, is it the right one? Is it not the right one? Because I've thrown away on this one novel I'm working on, I've thrown away at least 90,000 words um, trying to get it right. And it's yeah, it's a lot of work and a lot of effort. And so I know that has definitely stopped me at times.
2: See, it can happen the same way. I, there's a novel I did where I had one character kidnap another one, uh, throw uh, handcuffs on him and lead him away. And it was a bit comical because they had to drive somewhere uh, and he insisted on driving. And it was a whole mess. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I made the decision easily to put that scene in. I thought it added some comic value to an otherwise serious story. And when I brought it in front of critique groups, uniformly they said, get that out of there. It, it demeans one of your characters. You want to set her up for success, not have her be uh, comic fodder. And they they were all, uh, they, they all convinced me that that decision, which I made with no hesitation, was a lousy decision. So you can make decisions that you don't hesitate about that you have to edit your way out of later. And and so if you're making a tough decision because you think it's going to impact, I, I think it's the same on both sides of the coin. Yeah,
0: that's, I mean, that's one of the benefits, right, of writing. This is why I like writing better than speaking, ironically, since we're on a podcast. But because <laughs> with the writing, you can go back and change it. And, and it doesn't matter if you wrote something wrong the first time. You can... Make it better the second time. You can figure out what the problem is. I feel like that's um, one of the important lessons I've learned from Nanowrimo National Novel Writing Month is just get it out, even if the words are terrible. You can go back and fix them later. I, I I guess uh, so. That's part of the thing too is if you enjoy writing, then why are you afraid of writing too much? Like, maybe it will delay your schedule, and that that is maybe something that is a valid fear. But um, just have fun with it, and then it doesn't matter if you end up having to not use those words. You can, you just, you just have to write. Um, and then you can, you can fix the words later and it doesn't matter if they're bad. Oh, and then I was talking about, um, you know, if you enjoy writing, then it's okay to spend some time writing something that isn't ever going to see the light of day because it's fun. And so just, you know, even if it, ends up being the ba- the wrong decision. Just just get it out of there, and then and then you'll know. You know, you'll know that was the wrong decision, and now you can try a different way, and and maybe come to the right decision.
1: Well, one of yes. one
2: one of the things that I do as a planner uh, is I, I know the entire story, uh, and in the process of, of creating the outlines, I'm I'm making decisions about what the scenes are going to be, who's going to be in them, and. What's the point of the scene to to advance the story? And at any part of that creation, there is typically uh, some choice I, I'm forced to make to, to, for uh, the way the character acts or, or an outcome, a consequence. And so what I do if I'm having difficulty in two or three decisions two or three alternatives look like their possibilities. I will write them down and I will think about them in terms of how they affect plot, how they affect character arc, uh, what implications they have for other parts of the story. And all I have to do is just think about it for a little bit, it's not a deep analysis, to figure out uh, which ones are gonna interfere and cause more problems down the line and which ones are more reasonable. And I usually pick the ones that put my protagonist in a, a more difficult situation because it, it keeps the tension going. I have a terrible habit of liking my protagonists and not wanting them to suffer, and so <laughs> and so I give them uh, too many easy outs. And uh, I have been trying to uh, stop that behavior and and make them struggle,
0: make life harder for your protagonist. Ab-
2: absolutely, I, that's. Uh, I don't know how many times that I've said throw your protagonist under a bus. I have never yet written a scene where I have thrown a
1: protagonist. You under probably
0: should do that, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. That's kind of hard to come back from. <laughs> like a, a bus is pretty a pretty final deal. Um, actually, that is a question that I have for you. So we have we have a lot of people who um, are are pantsers that that just sit down and are discovery writers, but you as a planner. Once you have, like, where do you find you get stuck? Do you get stuck in the outlining process or do you ever get stuck while following the outline? Do you ever get to a point in the outline where like, okay, I know what happens next, but then you can't write it. Has that ever happened to you? It,
2: absolutely. Uh, my planning discipline, uh, my methodology, uh, uh, which I won't bore you with here, is... Uh, <laughs> To make sure that I know the characters in detail, uh, but the outline is scenes, participants, uh, the goal of the scene. Uh, So when it comes time to dumping the dialogue, which I always start with because I'm strong on dialogue and Mm. it keeps the pace. I have a better handle on the pace uh, by dumping dialogue as opposed to descriptives of what the scene looks like. I I get to a point where the characters are starting to talk to me, which is a good thing uh, because it's their story, not mine. And Mm -hmm. they will uh, tell me things from their attitude, from their disposition that I don't expect. And so as I'm doing dialogue, I'm learning and writing and modifying at the same time. And there will be revelations I will get about characters that will end up changing other parts of the outline. So I'm in the middle of November and characters are whispering in my ear as I want them to. And those whispers are having consequences to my plan. So I, I am always in rethink mode because I'm not really in control. Does that make sense?
1: Okay. So when you get stuck, it's usually because the story is taking a different direction from your outline. And then you just change the outline and follow that new direction. Am I getting that right?
2: Yeah. Uh, In the last uh, novel I was working on, I had a character and she was going to be a good guy. She's a policeman and the partner of my protagonist. And uh, I knew who she was. And throughout the story, she was doing strange things. She, she told me that she was going to do those strange things. And when I got to the end, I realized that she had an ulterior motive. She was not as pure and good okay. cop as I thought she was. And I hit myself uh, with the palm of my hand and said, okay, well then this changes uh, radically things in the story. And I had to figure out, okay, well, so then, what is her, what are, what do her actions mean? Uh, and I had to decide what those were, and uh, that was huge.
1: Mm-hmm. I I have found that that can that can also uh, be an instigator of maybe not writer's block, but an instigator that, that can also trigger being stuck is uh, if characters are not acting in a way that either you think they should or if you're having a hard time moving on uh, where you're at in the writing process, uh, it could be a characterization issue. So, like, if you have a scene planned and you're trying to write that scene and that scene isn't working for some reason, uh, it could be because the scene goes against uh, what character. your main character should be doing or is or had intended to do and things of that nature. Or it could be, uh, I was gonna say it could be the opposite, but <laughs> like that would be following their character yeah. and therefore should make more sense.
0: I think um, there are definitely problems of, well, I the plot says I need to do this and so I'm gonna make that happen even if the character wouldn't actually do that. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, you definitely run into problems there.
2: See, I, I, and so, I, I feel that if you get to the point where you know the characters well enough and I don't mean what they look like. Uh, I mean, yes. the, their attitudes and uh, you know how they would react in a situation. Someone told me once uh, that a good exercise is to take your protagonist to lunch and just have a conversation with them to get <laughs> to know them better. Uh, and I've tried that and it didn't work for me. But, <laughs> but if I consider uh, my character as a human being and try to understand their backstory, to understand their motivations and uh, what they want to get out of life and uh, what their, uh, what the stakes are for them in a particular story. And -hmm. if they're willing to talk to me, then I'm sure as heck going to listen because I have to trust them I mean, I created them in the first place, not to ignore them. I, I I need to trust them. And if that means that the story takes a different turn, so be it. But I think it makes the story more genuine and credible when your characters are directing the way the story goes. And I have gone back and made major changes to my outline, Uh either in prep or in the middle of NaNoWriMo because I get a, a revelation where the character on the page is screaming at me that this is something that they must do.
1: <laughs> Can't ignore them.
0: Cannot ignore them. I was thinking, so you were talking about, you know, being a plotter and... and... A, uh, Miranda, you're a plant pancer, right? A little bit more.
1: I, I tend to be a, what do they call it? Plantser. plantser Yeah, a mix like of the two. Mouth.
0: Well, I was just thinking. I think one of my biggest, you know, causes of writer's block was thinking that I was a pantser and then realizing that I was actually a plotter or planner. Um, the first couple of times I did an I would I would get to those really frustrating moments where I'm like, I need to sit down. I'm here. I can write. Like, just words come out. Um, and it was really hard so I guess to me that's what writer's block is is when you're trying to write and nothing will come to your brain and um, and then one time I finally was like well let me try being a planner and and I had a plot beforehand and I almost never ran into those moments of I have no idea what to write and so to me writer's block was because I was trying to I was a I was a planner trying to pants so I think you know if you can This goes back to my my theory of if you can diagnose what's causing your writer's block, then you can try a new method and and get over get over it. So like what?
2: I I was going to volunteer that there are two experiences I had with NaNoWriMo where I tried writing from the seat of my pants. One one was just uh, I had an idea, a concept, and I just started to write it uh, without any planning and because I didn't know anything at all about the direction of the story, just this nugget of a story, uh, I spent most of my time sitting and thinking and ideating and daydreaming and trying to figure things out. And that was a disaster when the clock <laughs> is ticking. You know, that doesn't make you yeah. successful, which is why I became a planner for Nano. But last November, after. Two weeks, I had 50,000-plus words for the mystery I was dumping, and I had extra time, so I decided that I would pants a funny fantasy story. Now, I've never written a fantasy, uh, but I had a first chapter that had been published in a journal, and so I thought, okay, well, let me see if I can extend that story. And the way I got around uh, any kind of stoppage was, I would create scenes, individual scenes, where protagonist runs into some roadblock and I'd make up a roadblock and I would invent some magic or something that would get him out of the situation. And I wrote a series of those. They're not connected. So the, if you read the, the story uh, from my dumping, it's, it's awful, it's terrible. There's, there's no through line, there's no magic system. It fails as a fantasy. It's just random mm-hmm. scenes uh, because it wasn't planned, uh, mm-hmm. and I may go back to it someday and try to resurrect it because I thought the story was funny and I like the characters, but it needs a skeleton. Right now, it's blobs of jello on a baking tray, <laughs> and, and 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 there's nothing that holds it together.
1: Okay, so what? How about how about we list them out? What are all the things that can cause writer's block in quotation marks? So we we have what we started out with, and not having an idea to begin with, faced yeah. with the blank page, uh, we decision have paralysis. Decision paralysis. You don't know what to decide next. Mischaracterization. Uh,
0: the wrong style of writing.
1: Wrong style of writing. Mis- mistyping your writing style.
2: Uh,
0: and I think I mean um, also, definitely...
2: also also stop and start. So uh, one of the hints I was given a long time ago was when you're about to shut down your computer for the day because you've been writing for 12 hours. <laughs> well, before... Do
0: you write for 12 hours? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Phew.
2: Maybe once during nano, but uh, a lot of caffeine. But before you turn the computer off, stop at a point where you know what the next half a page is going to be. And if you kept writing you could write that but you don't and when you come okay. and when you come back the next day that thing that you uh could have written you start with that and that gives you momentum into your writing process
1: and if you, I like that I was gonna say, I like that a little better than stopping in the middle of the line because there's been more than People once say, where say, yeah,
0: stop in the middle of a sentence or yeah, whatever.
1: I've stopped in the middle of a sentence and had no idea what I was gonna <laughs> say. I was like, I don't know how this ends. I'm curious as to what I was doing, you know, last week or whatever. And so, but I like knowing what the next half of the page is. I think that's a little bit better. In the next part a, of a scene or something, yeah. a
0: little bit more thought out than a sentence, yeah.
1: Yeah, a little bit better in terms of advice and everything. Um and so I'm sure there's more causes. Well, and then there's just where uh I took a very awesome class by Mary Robinette Qual mm-hmm. yeah, who uh who talks about where sometimes writer's block is not writer's block and it's in fact uh depression or mental illness that's creeping in. And so how can And so how do you how do you address this myriad of problems? How do you go about diagnosing it, I guess, cuz we're we're starting to run out of time, but I think we still have a little bit of time for this.
2: Well, I, I advise uh, writers who are undertaking a story to uh, commit to the story in their mind and in their heart so, so mm. that they are invested in the story and invested in completing it. Because writing is tough. Uh, and I guess uh, lots of people do it, but I think lots of people do it poorly. Uh, because, because they don't make the commitment. They don't make the, the commitment to the piece. And so they'll start something and they'll just uh, let it lay there and and uh, the story never gets finished. But if you have it in your head and you have it in your heart, then you are motivated uh, emotionally to complete it. And I think that's important. Uh, mm-hmm. That helps you have confidence to make the choices and keep going. Uh Because if you don't have the commitment and you run into something where you have to make a decision, you might blow off the decision and stop writing the story.
1: Very true.
0: I think another thing that can help is um, talking with people. We were just talking in another episode about – the importance of community, and I think community is really important for helping you get over writer's block. I, I don't know why, but for, for some reason in our entire conversation, I've been thinking of the TV show Castle, and I feel like Castle was, like, constantly in a state of writer's block. Also, I don't <laughs> think his life is very representative of what it is actually like to be a writer, but... Yeah. Um, but he would always write. There would be something in the murder they were solving that would be like, "Oh, this is now I know how to write my book." And so I think I think that is true. I think if you talk with people, if you go about doing, if you're stuck, you know, go do, go on a walk, go do something, change it up, and then um, your brain will help you work through it, and other people will help you work through it.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, brainstorm, I,
0: I, daydream.
2: I, I use hot showers and dayd- and uh, dreams at night uh, to get some of my yeah. best ideas. But I think I think you're right. The The community, for me, has been critical. Uh, I I love talking about my work so that my work can get better. Uh, Critique groups are essential for me to raise the level of my work. Uh, I want my products to be as good as they possibly can be. Because if someone's going to spend money on one of my books, uh, I don't want to give them uh, something that's a a poor product. They they deserve better than
1: that. I've also heard if you're having a problem uh, in the middle of your story, go back 10 pages, Mm. that it's rarely that the problem that you're having is rarely on the page that you're on. It's 10 pages back and you need to. Or a hundred
0: pages back. (laughs) Or a hundred pages. (laughs) back.
1: If you're going to get rid of 90,000
0: words, uh, 300
1: (laughs) pages back was the problem there. Um, And so, uh, um, but back up a little bit and see if you can find something further back in the manuscript too. So anyway, thanks for talking with us today, Mike.
2: Oh, It's been my pleasure.
1: So it was good to see you in this, uh, in, in this context.
0: Wasn't so much of a debate as I made it out to be, was it? It wasn't. I feel <laughs> sometimes like sometimes Mike, Mike and I are old shut up and write buddies and sometimes we've, we've, argued about this topic
2: but well this is the first time we've kind of (laughs) dissected it so I'm, i'm glad we had the opportunity
0: yeah me too thanks for joining
1: us yes definitely and then for our listeners out there uh the question today did you have a question bonnie or did you want me to ask it your turn okay question today how do you deal with writer's block have you ever experienced it how long has it lasted if you had um or do you just not believe it exists
0: like mike
1: don't believe Um, in writer's block don't (laughs) does it exist if you have experienced it how long has it lasted Uh, And let us know in our socials in the description. Thanks so much for joining us. Stay sharp, my friends. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Writing Forge, an NCW podcast brought to you by Nagano Press. To learn more about The Writing Forge and our parent company, Northern Colorado Writers, be sure to check out our website at northerncoloradowriters.com. Check out our social links in the description. You can subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever podcasts are aired. If you like this episode, you'd really help us out by rating and reviewing. If you're looking for more informational writing content, be sure to become an NCW member. Stay sharp, my friends.